I got my shades on. I'm ready to roll. I got my cap on. We're good to go. All right. Shots up, bitch. Let's take a celebratory shot. First podcast episode in our apartment together. I know. Okay. All right. What shot are we doing today? Tequila Patron. Because we're classy. All right. Ready? Uh, No. One, two, three. Oh. oh, I think I missed us recording it. Oh. <coughs> it stops right when we take the shot. I think that's for the best. Oh. We also didn't have any, any like Chasers. lime or salt or anything, so I'm chasing it with wine. I'm chasing it with a cider I haven't opened yet. Oh. That, for some reason, did not sit well after rosé. <laughs> Well, I don't think you're really supposed to, like, drink tequila and rosé, like... Immediately after one another? Yeah. Well, that's what I'm doing. And rosé drunk is, like, the funnest drunk you can be. I beg to differ. I think champagne drunk is the funnest drunk you can be. Mm, no, because that makes me burp. <laughs> <laughs> so, rosé drunk is, like, twirly drunk. Like, really the best drunk... And then add a tequila shot in there, which was our favorite shot. It's bound to be a good time. We are posting on our Instagram for the first time in a long time. I feel like maybe some peeps will get, like, notified that we posted. Yes! Oh, my God. Thank you, Instagram algorithm. Why has it been a long time, Maggie? Well, let's see. We moved in together. And they were roommates. Um, what else did we do? We we celebrated my birthday, my yes. 23rd birthday. We both have full-time big girl jobs. Yeah. So we're, we're busy. We're working from home, which honestly sounds easy, but it seems to take up our entire days. Well, yeah, that's what work it works like an eight-hour commitment, I think. And um, then we finish the days off with Jersey Shore, so typically we we just, we've slacked on here. Which is okay. I think that, you know, you got to do what you got to... It's not, We have, like, two listeners, so... Also, the cults ain't going anywhere. They'll always be here for us to talk about, so... We're culting it up. And we're back with a heavy hitter. We're back with a heavy hitter. What are we talking about tonight, Sierra? <laughs> we're talking about aliens and shit. <laughs> we're talking about Heaven's Gate, which apparently... I didn't know this until we started researching, but it actually, they didn't call themselves Heaven, Heaven's Gate. That's mm-hmm. just the name of their website. And then, like, later on, they were known as that. Right. It, the name kind of stuck. Sorry, I'm just pulling up our notes because we're, we're really educated women and we take notes. More like we're type A. <laughs> that and we're just like... If also, we when we're drunk, you can't really... We can't produce information when we're drunk without notes. Right. Um, let's start from the beginning. I think Maggie definitely knows the most backstory. Probably. And I've done recent research, but at the same time, it's one that you always hear about. It's, like, one of the more infamous ones. True, and, like, it's kind of complicated and confusing in parts, and 
I mean, as cults always are. Yes. And also, like, it's sort of more recent day than some other historical cults. That's true. It, like, it started in, like, the 70s, but, like, wasn't obviously, like, the... Well, I'm not... This isn't a spoiler. The mass suicide happened in, like, the 90s, so... It's a little yeah. more recent. I mean, to anyone who maybe isn't familiar with cults and doesn't know a lot about mass suicide, well, here you go. Uh, spoiler alert. This was like the first big U.S. mass suicide. Well, I mean, I Jonestown. But that was didn't like, happen in the U.S. It didn't happen in the U.S., but it was a U.S. cult. Right. But then they like you know went off and yes. did their thing somewhere else. Yes. Okay. Um, we'll think, get to that on another episode. Yeah, that's that's going to definitely be like a two two parter situation. I think. Yeah, this is just going to be like a a one off, a one part, all encompassing yet little encompassing. Because this isn't really a factual podcast. This is more of a comedy podcast. This is us trying to be funny, but the sad part is we're always funny when we're not recording, and then the second we try and record, we're not funny. I don't know. I think I think the reviews say we're pretty funny, but I think we also left you those <laughs> reviews. Yeah, I was going to say your review. You mean my sister also left us five stars. Shout out to Aaron. Rate, subscribe, and review. Please do. Um, give us a little boost. Okay. So Anywho. Gonna, yeah. Anywho. Anywho. We're gonna start at the beginning. I'm putting my shades on. Oh, Sierra's ready. She means business. So, Heaven's Gate is the first well-known American cult of the internet era. So they had a website. You can still go on their website, uh, heavensgate.com. I highly suggest you do. It's pretty cool, pretty... um, Basic HTML with a space background. Right. So like... Neon. If you're graphic designers like us, you'll love it. It's all the things you loved about the 90s. Like, huge image backgrounds. <laughs> yes. Bad everything. Non-styled links. Yes. <laughs> the way we like them. A little bit blue, a little bit underlined. Um, so, yeah. We, we talked about Heaven's Gate was, like, the nickname, or the name of their website, I guess. But, like, that wasn't the group's name. They called themselves a couple things throughout the years, but by the end, they were the class. And then they were referred to as other things that we didn't care to look up. Yeah. (laughs) It was like some letters all put together. Something with an I. And then L, I think. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Look it up on your own, but basically Heaven's Gate. Google's free. Um, Well, didn't they call themselves, like, the graduating class, like, when they went... Or no, am I making that up in my head? (laughs) Her sunglasses are askew. It's really funny. (laughs) not even that drunk yet yet but we'll get there okay well we're heaven's gate everyone knows them as that but basically the main dude is marshall herf applewhite jr he's a junior and (laughs) (laughs) what else is he a junior i don't know i think he was just named after his father but Okay, well, I thought maybe his brain was junior. Maybe his dick I don't think was he's, junior. Oh, his dick was definitely ju- Well, I don't think his dick was junior. He was just gay. You, you thought he had big dick energy? I don't think... I think he had medium dick energy. Average dick energy? Average dick energy, absolutely. Okay. I think he had average dick energy who thought he had big dick energy. There you go. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> okay, well... 
basically he kind of grew up with like a father who was quote-unquote a minister but like basically had some non-traditional christian beliefs that kind of like rooted him in non-traditional christian thinking but like some evangelical vibes for sure yeah and then he served in the army he was he a nom i think he had to have been or korea like oh pre-nom so like world war ii not world war ii but probably (laughs) like well you know like people can serve in the military without being in a war right that's true i guess maybe korea slash before that back in nam but definitely Um, before nam because that's when the cult was nam was in the 60s right late 60s early 70s was which was when they started kicking off you're right you're right okay Um, this isn't a war podcast um he apparently was semi-educated he went to college and i think grad school too um, he was in an acapella group on his college campus, and on this podcast, we don't trust men in acapella That's groups. That's a sore subject. My ex was in an acapella group, and since then, men in acapella groups are just a no-no, and I mean, I think that should be a given, just in general. Yeah, I mean, we've all seen Pitch Perfect. It's not like that in real life. It's worse. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the loyal ones. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, anyway. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Um, he he was either bisexual or gay. I feel like he figured that out. It had to have been around college. I think that had a lot to do with the acapella group problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> little inside joke. Little you. inside joke there that we're not going to explain, but... He was either gay or bi. But also, if you meet Maggie in real life, she'll tell you. Yeah, that's that's a conversation for another day. And most of you know me, so yeah, you probably I was already gonna he- say everyone probably already. You've knows. already heard the story, but I'm not going to say it on the air. Um, <laughs> this isn't a live production. <laughs> live on the air, we could cut it out, but I'm still not going to say it. Well, um, yeah, so basically, like, he, he fooled around with some guys, and um, eventually he started teaching, didn't he? Right. Wasn't he, like, a teacher? So he's a teacher. He got fired from being a music teacher for having sex with a male student. This was in college, like, a college-age student, so, like, it wasn't a minor. But he um, definitely, like, this was the beginning of many... Affairs. Of interactions. With men. With men, and also sort of, like like frowned upon yes actions and he wasn't then, doing things by the books right he, like not even not like non-christian but just also like not not professional the 70s. yeah so he moves to houston to the montrose neighborhood and houston was the gayborhood um it was like a well-known gay area he lived with his man friend for a bit so yeah, he he pursued a career in education. He was a teacher. He got fired like multiple times for like having affairs with students or just like being gay. And then later he like got in trouble for being into the occult. Yeah, which kind of I, I'm sure I think, influenced. I think he had like interests in non traditional belief systems from an early age, and so that kind of got the snowball rolling. But he was also in Texas, so like right, he right, and, <laughs> and then his dad died. Oh yeah, and then his dad died, and he was just mm, depressed. That caused, I think, like 
that was sort of the downhill for him because I mean people in grief do bad things yeah and like start cults <laughs> yes and then like simultaneously or like sort of around the same time within the same season of his life if you will <laughs> um he he happened upon um a woman named bonnie nettles who is bonnie nettles she was a nurse and i guess he was in the hospital with like some some health issues there were like rumors he they met in a mental hospital that is not true we we know that now um but she was like becoming into the new agey shit like we're in the 70s early 70s she was married she was married but in the process of getting a divorce when she met him because her husband was like this bitch is holding seances at my house that's a little weird because he was i think he was a doctor or something and then she was raised baptist so like they both come from like christian backgrounds but then sort of like diverged into new age occult yeah and also it was like 1972 so you know i mean we weren't there but (laughs) we all know there were drugs there we all know what's happening in the early 70s a lot of like uh weird thinking wars drugs sex and rock and roll yeah um, but unfortunately, the story doesn't, this is not a, this is like the opposite of a sex cult, unfortunately. Oh, true. This is probably one of the first non-sex cults we've covered. This is the anti-sex cult. You heard it here first. This is the castration cult. Ooh, we'll come back to that <laughs> later, but that's quite the name for a cult. <laughs> Castration cult. I feel like celibacy right. cult. Celibacy call cult. Call it the CCCCC. Really. Columbia College. <laughs> <laughs> Celibate castration in club. Columbia College. Chicago. Chicago. Uh, Chicago. Um, so him and Bonnie, they Explain like. Explain Bonnie. Yeah. Like. Yeah. So she. Th- we don't really know much about her, like, childhood, either of their childhoods, but less about her. Also, it might have been because we didn't do the proper research. No, it, it was like. I listened to a couple podcasts and, like, we just really don't know that much about her before she met. What's his ass? Um, <laughs> Apple White. Yes, Apple White. I'm going to start calling him Banana Gray. That was not a funny joke. That did not land. <laughs> I appreciate the effort. Um, oh, she was married to a businessman. She had four kids. Um, and then in the 70s, she um, started attempting contacting deceased spirits through seances. Um, she even tried to contact Marilyn Monroe at one point because oh, that's a vibe. Everyone, okay, why does everyone try and contact Marilyn Monroe? Also, have you seen the TikToks where the mediums like try and like channel Marilyn Monroe? No, there's like several of them who think that they are Marilyn Monroe incarnate and they like they like channel her spirit. Several of them. The mediums of TikTok, they all try and do Marilyn Monroe. I did see a girl who, like, thinks she was, like, claimed she was a famous person in a past life, but, like, won't say who it was, but everyone's, like, pretty sure it was Marilyn Monroe. Okay, so, basically, unoriginal. Unoriginal. Um, but, yeah, she 
apparently there was like a monk giving her instructions through her seances. Oh, and didn't didn't she do like a spiritual reading for the both of them? And then that's how they found out that they were like soulmates so in another life. After they met, she did his like astrological chart. So anytime you go on go on a date with, say, a girl like me, actually. <laughs> We're going to do your birth chart, right? Okay, so for Maggie, it's, like, the first date. For me, it's, like, you don't find that out until, like, maybe five not, dates Maybe in. not the first date, but, like, you definitely, like, get their birthday and then try to, like, subtly find out your compatibility. Yeah, I mean, for me, like, I try and hide that sort mm. of crazy a little bit more, but... I say bring out the crazy on the first it's, date. It's in there. It's definitely in there. We know your crazy's in there. Few, um, few have gone there, but... But it's, I know it's there. We all, yeah. Yeah. You know it's there. Um, so yeah, she, she did his little astrological chart and she was like, compared to mine, we definitely met in a past life. Um, but basically she was trying to fuck. (laughs) Well, I don't think so. They were anti-fuck. Yeah, they did not. But she was like. sex. She was like, but like. We're soulmates, but in a platonic way? Yeah, she was very much so like platonic with him from the get-go which there was is, never any sexual vibes no there. there was never but like because i'm confusing. pretty sure he was, well i think because he was he was gay flamingly gay gay but also they Maybe had like a little this, bit of a twink they had sort of this like immediate soulmate sort of connection once they started like talking about their beliefs and stuff they started road tripping together and then that's cute probably tripping in other ways too yeah there may or may not have been drugs involved we We don't don't know. know i mean we can assume but basically they started to travel around sort of gain their ideas and then bonnie was kind of the one to kind of start like writing down and sort of like making sure that they had a solid belief system after they sort of like got into that well then he also got arrested in 75 for forgetting to return well forgetting for oh forgetting (laughs) forget about it forget about it (laughs) he forgot to return a rental car um and so he got put in jail for six months that's that's called stealing yeah so he stole a rental car and in jail, he decided to, like, really think about his beliefs and his the- <laughs> theology. Jail will do that to you. I wonder <laughs> if that did the, if Snooki experienced that when she got arrested and went to jail. I mean, she did, like, not drink for a whole 24 <laughs> did hours. Did think about theology in jail? I don't think so. If I got put in jail, I would think about who God is and what I'm doing in life. Would you? I don't know, man. I'd probably just be having, like, a panic attack and then, like, take a nap. (laughs) Anyway, um, so, yeah, they're, like, developing things in the 70s. They're on the road. They're putting up flyers that are, like, UFOs? (laughs) Question mark, question mark. Um, They're just trying to gain interest, gain followers. And, like, some people kind of start following them around. And then I think it was Oregon, Washington, where, like, 20 people go missing question mark but they're just like following them around i feel like in the 70s a lot of people followed a lot of people around willingly yeah it was just kind of the vibe and like it's not like you had cell phones so you could just be like hey i'm on the road right so like people thought they were missing but they weren't missing missing well yeah we we don't know but we do know that bonnie was into some weird shit 
And so... But not kinky shit, just weird shit. Weird shit, but she was kind of, like, the... The more the brains, and he was more the, like... Charismatic. Charismatic sort of personality. But he wasn't even really that charismatic. He was kind of weird. He was just kind of kooky. Yeah, he was like a kooky uncle. I mean, if you you know Heaven's Gate, you've seen the picture of his, like, crazy eyes. Like, the infamous picture where he looks, like, kooky. (laughs) Yeah, he looks kooky. And so, basically, they, they kind of had these nicknames called Bo and Peep. I think, yeah, Bo and Peep, Doe and T, the two, and Guinea and Pig. Doe and T was, like, the final form of their nicknames. Bo was Bonnie, clearly, but then Peep. (laughs) (laughs) So Doe and T were because of, like, they were both into music, I think. Do, re, me? Yeah, it it was. Where does T come from? La, T, Do. Oh. So T and Do are the last two. And then they had their their um, members also pick non-earthly nicknames towards the end. And, 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 I'm going to say my famous saying. Okay? Mm-hmm. Get ready for it. But I'll preface it by saying, like, all cults seemingly create nicknames or, like, non-names for their followers, their members. Like, everyone who is in a cult has these, like, weird-ass names. And so, my famous saying is, if that ain't a cult, I don't know what is. (laughs) Basically, like, if you start creating names and shit... Well, because, I mean, well, and the whole point of this cult and other cults, but, like, mostly this cult was to, like, shed any connection to your earthly human connection vibes. Which I think this is a good point then to lead us into like, what did they believe? They believed in aliens. <laughs> they did. <laughs> so Wait, Maggie, first of all, do you believe that they're maybe not aliens in the traditional sense, but do you believe in other worldly life forms out there? I think so. Like, do you wholeheartedly believe in it, or do you think it's a possibility? I think it's more of a possibility. I'm not like, there are aliens, and like, put on my tinfoil hat. (laughs) (laughs) Same. I I think, like, I think if aliens do exist, they're not what we have portrayed them to be. I think it's more like in Xenon, the third, second one, where it's like a little light-up little, ooh. (laughs) Um, if you've never seen Xenon the Zequel, there are aliens, and the aliens are like, they're not like physical beings, right. they're like little light shows. That's, that's sort of, that's sort of what I'm open to the possibility of. I won't say that I necessarily believe in it, because we don't have any proof. No. But we don't have any proof against it, either. We don't, but at the same... So that's why it's, like, a possibility in my mind, but when you start making up scenarios and spaceships and stuff, like... <laughs> spaceship! <laughs> I mean, that too. Spaceships, spaceship. <laughs> spaceships and shit. Or spaceships and shit. Yeah, either or. They both apply here. (laughs) That's how you know the wine's hitting. Woo! Where were we? Um. So, here we go. Tall. Wait. There there was a tall member? 
Yeah, there was a tall man. So there, the nicknames for like this is kind of ahead of ourselves, but the Mick. <laughs> <laughs> this is bad. The nickname. The nicknames. There was they couldn't just pick anything. Um, so it had to end in Odie, and it had to their nickname had to be three syllables. The last two being Odie. So one member was Tall. So his nickname was Tall Odie. Which would be Sierra's nickname as well. I would be Tall Odie. But, like, they tried to pick nicknames that either, like, kind of related to their physical appearance or just, like, in some way related back to them. It was pretty straightforward. What would my nickname be? Um... Mm, you're putting me on the spot a little bit, yeah. but... I think I we can think about it. I would say... <laughs> I'm reading your mind right now. Is this like a roast or should I be nice? You can roast me on air. Alive on air. Live on air. You heard it here first. Um, I would say bloaty. Because <laughs> I'm bloated? <laughs> no. Because you're blondie. And oh. sometimes you act a little blonde too. And so <laughs> it, would, it would be bloaty. Bloaty instead of blondie. I like it. Not to get confused with Jody. Yes, Bloaty. Not Jody Foster. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, I basically okay, so there's a few things that I want to talk about before we get into all the alien shit. Yeah. A little like background, just sort of sprinkle about the <laughs> about the time period and shit. So basically, I don't know how educated you guys are in this time period. But Did you go to high school? Basically, <laughs> I'm covering U.S. history. Freshman year of high school. Oh, we had it, like, junior year. Well, we had, like, well... Okay, well, we'll... Yeah, this, oh, we don't have to live high school. This isn't that podcast. Not important. Um, basically, a part of the situation in the surrounding times is, like, the Cold War era. Mm. Sort of when they started populating their beliefs and whatnot. The Cold War was raging and that was like pre nom obviously Sierra's very passionate about the cold war apparently well it's a very interesting time because it's unlike any other war because it's not a physical war it's a Mm -hmm. mental war and i just find that really interesting because mental warfare is like that's kind of your thing honestly (laughs) okay well apparently i would have been like uh, the enemy in the cold war but anyways so russia (laughs) The U.S. Sierra, the Soviet Sierra, otherwise known as the USSR. Well, it's because I'm like the all-seeing eye. I spy on people all the time. Like I'm, our neighbors. Yes, I'm a little bit of a creep. I'm a little bit of a psycho. I stalk people on the internet. But is your third eye open? Yes. <laughs> I I think in the way that I can tap into other people's lives without them knowing and psychoanalyze them on a daily basis. I think yes. I think there might be another name for that, but sure. What? I don't know. Okay. Psychotic. (laughs) Okay, so that's the crazy we were talking about. The crazy comes out. Okay, basically, basically, it was like around the time of the Cold War. Mm. And so, if you don't know, basically, there was a lot of paranoia, especially like in America. Basically, everyone felt like there was an imminent attack from, you know, east, like, 
Eastern Europe. Eastern Europe and... But also, like, I feel like, too, like, involved... There was a lot of, like, the space race and, like... Yes, there was... The moon landing. There were other cultural significant things in that time period, but basically there was just a lot of, in general, paranoia and a lot of backstabbing, a lot of, like... A lot people, of ideologies flying around. Yes, and a lot of people who were in secret, like, clubs and societies also. And then a lot of people who were, like, spies. Some and secret commies. Yes, exactly. And so there, were, there was a lot of paranoia that, like, people were watching you and your every move. I the government. feel like somebody's <laughs> watching me. Yes. Beautiful. Great job. So, like, I think the idea that there were always people watching you and watching your every move and the government was watching you, I think the translation into the world of aliens and stuff is not that far of a stretch because if you have this paranoia, it's not that hard to believe that there's, like, other people out there in some other worlds that, like... You know, you also start getting like pop culture things like referencing aliens at that time yes. too, though. Like, and also like around that time, like the president Jimmy Carter himself admitted <laughs> to seeing an, a UFO when he was like younger, and so I think just the time period really played into that sort of you know way of thinking and. Aliens and shit. Hallucinogenic drugs. Yes, and hallucinogenics. (laughs) So that really helps. Trippy vibes. You know the the graphic design psychedelic movements, Mm, you know? Yeah, which I think kind of... Well, their logo is more, I think, like 80s, 90s. Six... But I mean, like... Well, yeah. Six is like sex, drugs, rock and roll, that sort of thing. Anyways, but basically... Their beliefs. Yeah. So... Once they kind of start forming things a little, Applewhite tells his his followers. You mean Banana Gray? Yes, Banana Gray. <laughs> That's the literally the worst joke I've ever heard in my entire life. I'm sorry. Um, he he's apparently <laughs> the second coming of Christ. And did he tell himself that, or did Bonnie tell him that? So Bonnie was supposedly like her human body was being. taken over by god and his so she really said god is a woman she really did you heard it here first from bonnie nettles she wrote it before ariana (laughs) um and then applewhite was jesus the spirit of jesus had overcome his body but also he would be like a dorky ass jesus oh for sure well and then there was like a whole thing where they were they like had a prophecy that they would like crucify themselves and then come back three days later and then they apparent this is like a sidetrack but apparently at one point they like scheduled this to happen and then they were like psych they like canceled <laughs> it last minute so um <laughs> they were like just kidding we can't make that happen they're like wait i don't know how to fake a resurrection cover up cover up cover up <laughs> yeah distraction distraction <laughs> um and so they were, like, predicting the end of the world. They used revelations and then, like, threw some aliens in there. The earth was going to be recycled, um, reduced, reuse, recycled. Basically, like, they, they didn't think that the world was going to 
end in sort of like a like apocalyptic explosion sort of way but more so they thought that there was like a regeneration of life and like a a recycling of the earth but basically they wanted to like leave with the souls that they had and like abandon their bodies and then to like join the next level they thought that like the aliens and the spacecraft whatnot were the ultimate higher power Right, so, like, heaven was actually, like, the next level where you become this being that's, like, not God, but above human, which is basically the And And so, basically, like, their their attempt was to avoid everything, like, human, like we said, and so that kind of goes into the basis of their, like, anti-sexuality. No sex. They were anti-sex, anti-arousal, anti-masturbation. Masturbation. 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 (laughs) But basically, like, there was no sensuality or anything non-platonic. They kind of do what a lot of cult leaders, in my opinion, do where they, instead of creating, like, arranged marriages, they create these sort of, like, partnerships where they're like housemates or whatnot where and they were roommates and they were roommates but not the fun kind not like us and also not the sexual kind either (laughs) also not like us to clarify yeah and we're not a couple (laughs) yeah no um oh my cat has come to say hello (laughs) so basically like they broke up a lot of marriages, relationships, or whatever by, like, placing these partnerships onto their members. And they had sort of, like, checkmates where it was your job to make sure that your assigned partner was not going to be, Jerking like... Jerking one out? <laughs> yes. Like, A, it was completely platonic, B, it was a way to control the group as a whole. Yeah, and C, accountability, like a test of faith, and then also just keeping an eye on things and making sure that, like, there weren't close family bonds and also just, like, like people having sex and shit. Like, you you couldn't... You could check in with each other but you couldn't socialize like this wasn't a social group but also like it was very controlling to the point where like they were very highly critical of each other to a very controlling point but then like they were like chastised by the leaders for like doing drugs and stuff so like they weren't hippy dippies no. But they all had this group-centric, like, sort of way of thinking that attracted a lot of people. But it was also, like, you could leave whenever you wanted. Yeah. And, like, it wasn't forcible like other groups. It was notoriously, like, hard to stay in this It group. also wasn't abusive like other groups. No. Like, everyone was just, like, kind of minding their own business. Like, it wasn't... They had, like... Like, anywhere from, like, 40 to 80 followers at At one point. point it was 200, but, like, it, mm. I think... So, in, like, the 80s, they stopped allowing new people in the group. They're like, meh, we're done. Like, all the... You're too late. It was just, like, a... I think a group of people who were, like, interested in finding something that was an alternate belief 
to the earthly terrible shit going on. And, yeah, like, an escape from their current world and beliefs and earth, but also, like, something that was not rooted in Christianity. But it was rooted in Christianity. But the irony is that they both came from Christianity. Well, and, like, it talked about Jesus. Well, in the story about the Virgin Mary, their... She got beamed up. Their story was that she got impregnated on a spaceship, which to she got many, abducted. many people kind of believed was, like, a little bit more believable than, like, a Virgin Mary getting magically impregnated Isn't by that, like, the grace super- of God. Well, I think we're, like, kind of, like, getting ahead of ourselves. Are we? we need to, like, back it up a second. What? what? Back, back, back it up? I think we just need to back it up to, like, pre, like... Because the suicide thing wasn't till the very end. I wasn't even there yet. Right, but I was kind of... I guess I was mentally getting ahead of myself. <laughs> so, like... They were just, like, vibing in the woods. Like, they were camping. Um... Believing in aliens and shit. At some point later on, they created a website. Right. Once that was the internet became a thing. Which was towards the very end. Um, but, so yeah, they just are kind of doing their thing for a while. And then, like, a couple of the members in, end up inheriting, like, between, like, I think, like, five or six members between the three of them five of them end up inheriting like a significant amount of money like so then they all like end up living in this like large house slash mansion they rent out a few houses and then in the end they end up in like a mansion but aka the way all cults do they all end up in the same place in a compound in a commune and why can't you be okay hear me out (laughs) why can't you be a part, an active member of a cult, and own your own home. Because that goes... The whole point of a cult is you're like a collective who has lost sight of your own personal identity. But what if you have a sense of individuality? Then you're not in a fucking cult! <laughs> so those two can never go hand in hand? I mean, like... And what... <laughs> do you know any cults where the people don't have to give up their lives from outside the cult and like put all their money and all their time into the cult? No. I mean, I guess some Scientologists own their own homes. Scientology, a little bit, but Tom Cruise definitely owns his own home, but he's in a cult. And like, I think Nexium, like a lot of those people live like they, they rented together. They didn't all live in one place together, but they all convened in the same yeah. places. Okay, anyways. <laughs> Side track. Anyways, Where so basically, do you want to talk about Hillbop? I think we need to talk about the end of um, Miss Nettles before we talk about mm. that. Because I think that Spoiler, was... Spoiler alert, she dies. She dies. She gets cancer. Um, and be- she gets her eyeball removed. She gets her eyeball removed and then she dies. But, like, not because of the eyeball removal, the cancer spread. <laughs> she didn't, like, die in eyeball she, removal. She got her surgery. eyeball removed because of cancer, which eventually killed her. Whoa. Not the surgery of the eyeball <laughs> removal. <laughs> not to be confusing. Um, but, like, so before. <gasps> Is now a good time to bring up the castration again or later? I think that's a later vibe. 
it's a vibe just all the same <laughs> let me finish my thought because once the thought goes it's gone forever okay but we were talking about <laughs> surgery uh, but <laughs> let's just removing a false <laughs> okay fine get your castration talk out of your system I really want to talk about the fact that they um <laughs> basically <laughs> so uh, Mr. Banana Gray, <laughs> Mr. Apple White Gate, <laughs> he he was so deep in the trenches of believing that like no one could have sex and shit. At some point, he got medically like surgically castrated. They chopped his balls off. <laughs> I think we all know what castration means. Well, in case anyone in the audience does okay. it. Okay. But basically, I don't know at what age that really happened for him. It's unclear. But basically, like, as a proof of faith and also, like, just to prove that other members were not having sex and, like, were so committed to the ideals and the beliefs of the cult, they voluntarily got castrated. Not everyone. It was optional. Yeah, which is the hilariously ironic part is no one was forcibly castrated. It was not a sex call. It was not like people were tortured or anything. People like went in voluntarily got you castrated. Like, do you just like go to the doctor and be like, will you chop my balls off? Or like you or were they chopping each other's? I don't know exactly, but I know it's probably not like a vasectomy where you can just like write your name on a list and be like, yeah, sign me up. I don't think that's how vasectomies work either. Well, I don't think there's like a list. It's not a list that you have to wait in line for, but I want to fill out some forms. Right. You're like, I want this. But I don't think any doctor would be like, yeah, I'm going to chop your balls Maybe off for they fun. Maybe to Mexico. Maybe. But basically, uh, the the funny part is there are a lot of dudes specifically who are trying so hard to avoid any sexuality, any involvement sexually that they voluntarily castrate themselves following suit of their leader. That's dedication. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have. So I can't right. empathize. It doesn't seem like any of the women got anything removed. Well, right. Um, so Bonnie, yeah, she got cancer. She <laughs> she dies. Um, and after, so before that, like, they were just assumed, like, aliens would come in a UFO and, like, beam them up, physical bodies and all. And then after, and, like, they wouldn't have to die. And then after she dies, um, he's like, he's like, Fuck. Like, this uproots, like, our entire belief yeah, system he, a little bit. He kind of had to rewrite the story a little bit. And he was like, wait a second. You don't physically transform into, like, the higher being. You spiritually transform or transcend or whatever you want to call it. And they, like, he claims that she died, like, sooner because, like, she was so close to, like, reaching spiritual ascension that, like, her body started dying off because, like... They also called the bodies vehicles. Yes! So basically, what like... What vehicle would you be? They wanted to leave their vehicles. <laughs> would I be a Prius like my car? Yeah, you would be a Prius. Um, I, 
ideally, I would love to be like a Maserati or something mm, classy. But I don't think you're a Maserati, no offense. So maybe I'm... I think you're more like a BMW. Oh, well, I'll take that. I think you're classy, but not like unattainable. Okay. I mean, if she, I'll take it. She's classy and unattainable. I'm practical. And a hybrid. <laughs> I run on gas and battery, apparently. Um, Anyway, so yeah, she dies. She's gone. He's trying to scramble together a new narrative. And this is when the suicide thing then becomes... Yeah, they create their website called Heaven's Gate... Blah, blah, blah. Trying to attract new members. They post some videos to their website as, like, a last-ditch effort of, like, we're leaving. We're beaming up. Yeah. This is your last shot. I, I think he It doesn't work. <laughs> he eventually had enough, I think. Yeah. And they basically were like, we hate this earth. Whatever. We gotta reach this higher form. Can we talk about the guy who left before the suicide? Yes. So, ahead. this man, he wrote a book. It's, like, a 3,000-page book with, like the longest title I've ever seen in my life. I'm not going to read it to you because it would take up like the entire podcast. Yeah. Um, if you want to hear it read out loud, listen to the last podcast on the left. But so this motherfucker gets so horny and needs to masturbate so badly. He, I guess he was watching TV and like saw something on MTV and he got so horny that he left the cult so he could go masturbate to MTV. He claimed that his life was saved by MTV simply because like the cult was not allowing masturbation or sexuality of any kind. Right. And then like he just kind of was like fuck it yo like this isn't what life is all about like literally his erection was so powerful he had to leave like he could not not masturbate and so he was like i gotta go <laughs> that was that's basically the end of that story. that's the end of that story but like he he was on there's like a hbo documentary and he, they interview him on it and he has a book but yeah, I just think that's the funniest thing ever. Yes. So, I mean, moving into the mass suicide. The dark part. Yeah. The deep dark. So, in 1997, 39 members, which is a lot more than, I guess, what I thought. It's, it's quite a few, but it's not, like, Jonestown numbers. No, but imagine, like, the police walking in to find all of the people in black and white Nikes and Yeah, shrouds. they had some sick Nikes. They had, like, these, like, little black uniform, all black uniforms that had these little, Track like... Tracksuits! Basically, and then they had these little, like, triangle patches that were, like... I forget what they said, but it was, like ascending team basically like they're like bye we're, we're in space that's a lot of people to walk in on dead and yes so not the entire cult killed themselves but that was basically who was left the the, the strong members the long-term members like, anyone who didn't kill themselves was basically not in the cult anymore no that's not true there were a lot of surviving members but like they were like half believers they were no that's not true because like 
the one the one podcast was recalling like the the wife and the husband who entered together and then basically the the guy got out left and thought that his wife was gonna join him and he didn't he didn't realize that she was still in the cult until after the suicide happened she was still deeply in it but she wasn't one of the ones who killed herself so basically there I mean there were deeply involved people who kept the legacy alive like I the guess, website yeah. and whatever but those people like consider themselves ex-members mm. to a degree I think but there are still active believers though I think they're still active believers but they don't believe it to the degree of like not the people who killed themselves. Right. Because there hasn't been an additional think, group of people right. who have killed themselves. I think those people are more like a combo of they believe it, but they still want to be involved with earthly things. And so they're like trying to do both. Right. And so they drug themselves. They mix some drugs with some applesauce. And then they wash it down with vodka. Which like, if you're going to, oh, oh, can we talk about their last meal? <laughs> Yes, they had, like, a Last Supper. And they go to, apparently, Marie Callender had a restaurant. Like, the frozen meals. There were apparently, like, restaurants. They had some pot pies and cheesecake. Cheesecake with blueberries on top. Which, like, if... My last meal would not be that, personally. Mine would be, like, give me pepperoni pizza, some sort of pasta dish Mm. an italian salad tiramisu and like a pepsi mine would be diet coke no diet dr pepper a cheeseburger with pickles on it fries some form of garlic aioli on the side and then for dessert maybe like a milkshake situation probably strawberry Mm. Yes. Yes and yes. But also, like, maybe a margarita thrown in there, too. And maybe, like, a little burrito situation. But they have, like, a little hurrah. And then they said, we're ascending ourselves. We're leaving our vehicles. We're out. We out. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Like, I think it happens over the course of, like, a little bit of time. Like, it's not all at once. Because someone has to, like, shroud them. Yes, other people in the cult, which, like, the... The people who were still in it, they had to help them die, I essentially. Guess. Yeah. Someone called an anonymous tip, so I would assume that was someone who was like... Yeah. But no one was forced to, which is the interesting part. Like, they all kind of willingly wanted to leave Earth. They were suicidal. They were suicidal. They were depressed. I, I think, like, basically, this is an interesting case where, like, other cults were definitely more heavily brainwashed and, like, Jonestown and stuff, like... They were forced to believe that killing themselves was, like, the way out. But this is, like, a little bit different where they all, I think, were, like... They were pre down to it. They were, like, predispositioned to want to leave this earth. And they happened upon a belief system that kind of explained what they were feeling all along. Well, and, like, with Jonestown, like, there are people who last minute were, like, wait, never mind, and then they were just, like, no, no, you have to. But, like, this was, like, if you want to leave, you can leave. Like, you absolutely do not have to do this. They were frowned upon, but, right. There was never any sort of, like, you must do this. Right. So, I mean, 
I also found something really funny. If you look on their website, which I highly recommend you do. It's a beautiful, beautiful piece of <laughs> um, HTML. <laughs> Basically, like, they come up with, like, a, they have a statement against a suicide. So their current website is run by, like, two former members living in Arizona. Um... Sierra's having some technical difficulties, but I want to I want to read you the manifesto of their statement against suicide. Well, because they have to like they can't just be like, yeah, we were totally pro this, because then I feel like they would get like investigated or something, you know? Right. They're not necessarily like a religion, but they have. They were at the time. I think now it's just like there's a few people who are. They have like a book and stuff, you know. You can be a member. I think some of that is still, like, original from the original website, though. Like, some of that's <clears> not, like, necessarily, like... Oh, Sierra just went for the went for the chug. Because, are you ready? Here you go. You heard our, it here first. Our position against suicide. This is kind of dark. <clears throat> oh. We know that it is only while we are in these physical vehicles, bodies that we can learn the lessons needed to complete our own individual transition, as well as to complete to complete our task of offering the kingdom of heaven to this civilization one last time. Did that make sense no. to you? No. <laughs> yeah, you that didn't make sense to me. After, like, the first two words. It was also a run-on sentence. Yeah. <laughs> We take good care of our vehicles so they can function well for us in this task, and we try to protect them from any harm, except for when you kill them. <laughs> we fully desire, expect, and look forward to boarding a spacecraft. <laughs> I also look... I was about to bring up something totally unrelated. Sign the petition to not let Jeff Bezos back on Earth. <laughs> can I reread that sentence? Yeah. Please do. Start start from the beginning. We fully desire, expect, and look forward to boarding a spacecraft from the next level very soon in our physical bodies. There is no doubt in our minds that our being, in quotes, picked up is inevitable. Yo, 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 keep picking me up. <laughs> it's inevitable in the very... In the very near future. Mm. But, like, when was this written? I know! Like, the very near future for them has gone on for 50 years. The 90s was not 50 years ago. The, the 80s, 70s Yeah, but this were. website was not made okay, in... Okay, fair enough. The okay, 80s. Fair enough, but the very near future. Just you wait. The aliens are coming to pick you up. Uh, okay. But what happens between now and then is the, in bold, big question. <laughs> we are keenly aware of several possibilities. What are they, Sierra? They're open to options because, spoiler alert, they don't know what the fuck they're talking well, about. Because, like, <laughs> half the members already killed themselves, so they're like, well, what now? It could happen that before this that spacecraft comes, one or more of us could lose our physical vehicles, bodies, due to recall. Recall? <laughs> like a car gets recalled? <laughs> accident. Or at the hands of some irate... <laughs> Basically, you can die of 
natural causes or be murder. <laughs> That's it. You can get recalled. <laughs> Here lies the recalled body of Maggie Eaches. What was I recalled for? Salmonella. <laughs> like at Chipotle? <laughs> oh, that's E. coli. <laughs> I feel like okay. if I die, it's gonna be from Chipotle lettuce. <laughs> you shit yourself from Chipotle so hard. <laughs> Did I die? Your body has been poisoned. But what a way to go. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Another possibility is that because of the position we take in our information, we could find so much disfavor with the powers that control this world that there could be attempts to incarnate us or to... You lost <laughs> me again. <laughs> ...subject us to some sort of psychological or physical torture. What the fuck? Such as occurred... At both Ruby Ridge and Waco. <gasps> oh. They cited Waco. Which means that they... Okay, so basically... I think maybe they're trying to make sense of things that have already happened. To summarize, they're basically saying there might come a time, aka maybe in the Trump era, where they were like so fed up with the world that they were ready mm. to like hold each other hostage and shoot them up style be like, we out. I guess so. You're going to be tested is the moral of the story. Okay. Potentially. Going on. It keeps on going. It has always been our way to examine all possibilities Mm -hmm. and be mentally prepared for whatever may come our way. Yeah, that's what life is. I'm not mentally prepared for anything that comes my way. For example... Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. For example, consider what happened at Masada around 73 AD, a devout Jewish sect after holding out against a siege by the Romans to the best of their ability at and, and seeing that the murder, rape, and torture of their community was inevitable, determined that it was permissible for them to evacuate their bodies by a more dignified and less agonizing method, aka suicide. Yeah, sweet! So this, like, again, suicide note ends with them yeah, being pro-suicide? Yeah, yeah they're, they're citing other historical groups who killed themselves. But, like, <laughs> the people weren't being threatened. They okay. were just in bed with their Nikes. Okay, we have thoroughly discussed... Oh, oh, get this. Oh, God. We have thoroughly discussed mm. this topic of, of willful exit of the body under such conditions. And have mentally prepared ourselves for this possibility, as can be seen in a few of our statements. <laughs> However, this act cer- mm, this act cer- certainly Oh, I'm sorry, I'm drunk. I'm also drunk. However, this act certainly does not need serious consideration at this time, and hopefully will not in the future. <laughs> the true meaning of, quote-unquote, Suicide is to turn against the next level when it is being offered. In these last days, we are focused on two primary tasks. One, of making a last attempt at telling the truth about how the next level may be entered. Our last effort at offering to individuals of the civilization the way to avoid suicide. And two, 
taking advantage of the rare opportunity we have each day to work individually on our personal overcoming and change in preparation for entering the kingdom of heaven. I just have a quick, a quick cue. Yes. Um, does that ending kind of made it seem like they're the people who killed themselves didn't make it to the next level because it seems like suicide's a way to not make it to the exactly. Next level. So basically, they're like actually those people weren't real. No, no, no. So basically, they're saying every day the ones who are still on this earth are trying to leave their vehicles in a sort of like transformational, transcension way. They're trying to leave it in the best way, and some people choose differently? Well, yeah. And then they're saying, well, when faced to it, if we can't find another way and we're sick and tired of waiting around for it, we're going to off ourselves. Okay. Um, I guess that's fine. I I mean, you do you, I guess, but, like, that's a lot of different vibes I'm getting. Um, well, that, that, that's basically it. I think if you want to know more, go listen to a podcast that isn't recorded while the people are drunk. Maybe just go on Wikipedia. In Maggie's words, Google's free. Google is free. We're not here to be Google. We're here to be funny. Okay. Is it time for our segment of what seems like a cult that isn't a cult? I think it always is that time. Okay. Who's going to go first? I'm going to go first? Yeah. You go first. So I have a good one tonight. At least I think it's a good one. Um, to me, what's not a cult but seems like a cult is... White dudes with those, like, 70s porn star mustaches and, like, maybe a few tattoos. The tattoos aren't 100% necessary, but, like... I think it's the white boys without tattoos that have the porn stash. But some of them have, like, one tattoo. Like, mm. a nice thigh tattoo. Um, no, those... Those are too attractive. You gotta go for the mm. ones that, like... The ones without the tattoo... The, the hotness, at least... Yes. The tattoos at least make them hot enough to make it worth it, but... Anyway, the 70s porn star stash dudes, they're going to take you to a microbrewery. They're going to gaslight you. And, like, they all look exactly the same and do the same things and listen to the same music. And it's, like, a little bit of a cult vibe. Like, there's, I know, there's, like, TikToks out there of, like, chains of dudes with the porn star stashes being like, haha, we look the same. Mm. Have you seen those where it's just yes, like they do at each they other. do at each other until it's like a, just a chain of white yeah. dudes with stashes? It's it's a it's different than a trend because they're trying to make it their personality. There's a personality. There's a lifestyle behind the the stash. Yeah, gaslighting and Trader Joe's and microbreweries is the vibes. And just hear me out. Mm-hmm. What's so bad about it? Sierra, you can't fall down that trap again. Again? Who are we talking about? <laughs> anyway, um, who are you referencing? Who has a stash that you have dated? I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> you were literally talking about him today. Okay. Okay, but he has a beard also. 
if you have a beard, it, it excludes you from the cult, so you're good. You heard <laughs> I, it here first. I thought we were talking, you know, like the dudes who just have the stash. You mean my else. ex? <laughs> yes. Mm, but he'll gaslight you, but he won't take you to a microbrewery. I don't. Okay, but but that dude that we were you were referencing. Yeah. It's adjacent. It's the more white boy sports mm. adjacent to it. He's next door to the cult, but he's not, not alternative in it. enough. You're right. He's not seventies I mean, enough. My ex isn't alternative, but he just no. can't grow any other facial hair. Also, he's he's not who we're categorizing. You're right. This. Um, <laughs> he. Uh, Basically, just stay away from men with mustaches, I think is the moral of the story. Okay, fair enough. But not just like mustaches only. Mustaches only. But if they have if tattoos. They facial hair, like otherwise, then it's fine. If they just have a mustache but they have tattoos, then it's like. I can make exceptions. And if they're tall, I can make exceptions. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Sierra, what's not a cult but feels like a cult to you? Okay. Well, <laughs> you know. What's really cultish to me is when you spend thousands and thousands of dollars to buy a piece of plastic Mm. to then try and convince yourself that you're going to wake up at 5 a.m. every morning to, like, work out on. And, you know, before or after your corporate job that you, like, are deeply depressed about, you know, you seek solace in... (laughs) <laughs> Basically, Peloton is yeah. what I'm referring Can to. Can I tell like a quick story about Peloton? Sure. Your upstairs neighbor yeah. in the old place. Yeah, our old place. Our up, my upstairs neighbor took a Peloton class every day at like three thirty, and like you can like use headphones with your Peloton. Yeah. She didn't, and she had it at full blast. So I would like hear the dude being like, five, four, three, two, let's get it every day. <laughs> Basically, the instructors of the classes are the cult leaders, yep. and the followers are the poor chumps who pay who pay out their ass for not only not only the machines and the bikes that are thousands of dollars, but they pay the subscription services for the classes and stuff. Well, I think if you have the bike, no, no, it's separate. It's separate. I'm fairly positive. You, It's kind of like anything nowadays where you have to buy an additional subscription. You know, like that's, an Apple phone and Apple disgusting. Music. You know? Um, but basically, like, I think it's a cult because, A, who would pay that much money to force themselves to work out? But also, like, you're not going anywhere on that bike. And then also, <laughs> like, have someone yell at you. Okay, but then my other problem with it is that it's become this sort of, like, high society sort of, like, group of people who have this inside joke because of all of the, like, instructors who do these videos and classes that you can, like, pay for and whatnot. Like, they're kind of becoming, like, a a funny thing that only the people who pay for it, like, know about. And it's it's kind of like a, a it's a cult. Like, yeah, I would agree. I don't know. I feel like 
there's a lot of different ways you can work out and a lot of subscriptions, a lot of gym memberships, blah, blah, blah. But something about the status symbol and like the the need to be a part of something that has money behind it. I don't think it started that way. I think like maybe quarantine kind of like exasperated because like maybe. you couldn't go to the gym. So like maybe. But at the same time, like, who in their right mind would pay that much money for it when you could buy like a different bike that doesn't you could search up free YouTube videos of someone yelling at you <laughs> or you could get your roommate to do it for free yeah i'll it, give me a call i'll yell at you for free while you like go on a bike ride or like run like paying a personal trainer is different right but when you're paying to stare at a screen that's different from the other screens that you pay to watch well and it's like not even like soul cycle where at least you're in a class exactly with other you're in your living room i'm getting irate but Sierra will never get... I mean, Sierra doesn't work out, so... Well, I have a very deep hatred against exercise. <laughs> against personal fitness. <laughs> I could go off forever on this topic. Basically, because she doesn't move. <laughs> basically, I'm sedentary and... <laughs> She's rotting slowly. You do you, Like boo. Bonnie Nettles. You do you. And if... In, exercise and endorphins make you happy good for fucking you but you can keep it to yourself and not post on instagram about it every single day but happy people don't shoot their husbands they just don't i know (laughs) and you know what makes me happy not getting sweaty and exercising ice cream makes me happy personally exactly but I also like to do like a little walk situation. Okay, but well, that's beside the point. We covered our bases. I think so. If you feel still confused after this, go Google for free. Also, rate, subscribe, and review if you don't hate our voices. Give us like a written review on iTunes. Like, don't just give us five stars. I want like a written review of why you love us. I want some validation, personally. <laughs> <laughs> I love validation. Okay. But, like, you don't have also, to. Also, follow our Instagram and, like, give At us... Cocktails and Colts. Give us a little comment or DM if, if you want to hear something specific. Or if you, like, want to be a guest star on our podcast. Or if you have any personal experiences with cult if, or MLM. If you've been in a cult or, like, know people in a cult, give us a call. Or a DM. And we'll, we'll let you on the pod. Godspeed. Beam me up, Scotty. Beam me up. <laughs>